Wonderful people. This is Panoptivox number nine. Um, this week I sat down with Kyle Hughes. Um, Kyle is a sweetheart and we had a really intense conversation, but very good conversation about, you know, uh, dealing with the oppression of hate and, um, you know, how he's experienced that and talking about what it's like to be in Hamilton and, you know, what it's like to be in Hamilton this week is a crazy week, just like any other in terms of, you know, weird hate shit going on. They're still recovering from the madness of having death threats leveled at shop owners over Antifa people talking to, yelling at old ladies, you know. It's all exhausting it's all super super exhausting and and i'm super super exhausted of it too so i can completely understand how other people are feeling um but an interesting and novel thing happened the um uh, the independent police review board or independent police review director i believe is how they they said um decided that they would not be looking into what happened the events at pride this past year and um because it would cost too much money to investigate. So, so that's an interesting and weird reason for something like that to not happen. And I'm going to be looking into why it is that they don't have any money just out of my own personal curiosity. I'm wondering if that's a recent thing or if they've always been ineffectually broke. Um, but good news, I suppose, is that the police services board in Hamilton met today or yesterday. Um, and decided that they would have an independent review of police action with regards to pride this past year um and they set a budget to it so it's to be under six hundred thousand dollars six hundred thousand dollars to investigate this um so yeah that's expensive and unexpectedly expensive and then they set a timeline on it which is they hope to hope to have it finished by the time Pride rolls around next year, well, that's fucking like eight or nine months from now. It's crazy. Um, it makes absolutely no sense for it to take that long, and one really wonders what the heck's going on. As always, I'm wondering what the fuck is happening in Hamilton. So, saw you on the news last night. Mm -hmm. That's, I'm glad you did that. I kept wondering who was going to end up in there because I, I spoke to the fellow and a bunch of other people mm -hmm. talked to him a little bit and I'm super glad it was you. Thank you. It's those things are weird to watch afterwards though. Cause you're like, I said 62 things and 82 of them were smarter than the one that you chose. We filmed for almost three and a half hours. Yeah. So I do get that. Obviously you're in a short Mm -hmm. a short period of time in a broadcast so they're not going to air everything that I had to say and everything everyone else had to say yeah. I it did leave me wondering what were things other people said mm -hmm. what were other people's experiences because for me it's like the only way you can really learn is from knowing what happened to you but also understanding that other things happened to other people Yeah, and I was just really curious, genuinely curious as to what has happened to other people since sure. before uh -huh. now. Yeah, yeah. So, 
any weirdness or interesting things since then? Just lots of people saying, hey, you did awesome. That, thankfully, no, like, threats or any... Because right now, this is like a time where that's a fucking possibility. Exactly. Yeah. Well, when it when it happened and was written on my car, that was never something I would ever expect. Yeah. Um, and, so for people that haven't necessarily seen the CBC thing mm-hmm. and whatnot, somebody wrote the N-word, die, on your car? Yes. And when I initially saw it, I only saw the N-word. Yeah. I didn't see die until sure. I... Got in the car moments later, drove to work, and got out of the car again. Uh-huh. And when I closed the door, and it was just like, okay, let me take a deep breath, because I can still see it. Yeah. And then I was walking, and that's where it was. It said, die. Uh-huh. And that took it to a whole new level for me, just sure. to see the N-word, and then it says, die. And like there was a thousand things going through my mind at once, and it's like, clearly somebody had to know it was my car. It wasn't like this was just a random act. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, so is somebody watching me? Is somebody going to do something to me? Do I have to be curious? So, like, for weeks, several weeks afterwards, I ended up doing, like, a little visual inspection of my car every morning. Check to see if my tires were popped or there was something around the tires to make the top tires pop. Mm-hmm. If there was any other things written or scratched into the car because... Everyone's seeing it as it was written in the snow. It wasn't just written in the snow. I actually had to buff the, the, the door to get it out because whatever they used, they it actually right in, yeah. left a mark in the door. And I was like, I'm not having this on my car. Sure. And at the time, I only had the car th- about four months yeah. when it happened. So I was like, my new car has this on it. Exactly. This well, and somebody like that lives near you that knows but, who you are feels that way. That's And... It was like, well, who is this? Do I want to sit here and like rack my brain wondering who it is? Do I need to set up a camera? Like there was just too much and it became overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I'm meant to go to work on top of that. And this is just going through my mind. And uh-huh. at the time I was working in a place where you don't really necessarily work with other people all the time. So mm-hmm. you're with your thoughts for a lot of the day. Yeah. And that's what was on my mind. That's, that's me yesterday. And oh. one of my coworkers just kept looking at me. He's like, something is wrong with you. And I didn't want to say anything. Sure. Until I was like, okay, well, this is what happened. And I showed her the picture. And without hesitation, she just grabbed me. And that's when I started to get emotional. Because I was like, this was not something that I wanted to happen. Yeah. And then I continued to keep to myself. And then my supervisor's even notice too like you're off today you're not yourself yeah and then she, i guess she told them and they're like do you need to go like do you are you gonna be okay and i'm like i didn't even have an answer and they're uh-huh. like okay what you need to do then because you want to be okay is they're like go to the police mm-hmm. and file a report yeah and just go because mm-hmm. they're like you're not gonna be happy we can see that you're distressed so like just go yeah so that I went, made a report, and that was that. So the, that was that part. What's involved there? I, I, I've made police mm-hmm. reports. I've gone in, and they take your details mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then, you know, in my experience with the things that I've reported about, never heard from them again mm-hmm. about anything. Did you hear back from them? Did they come that by and look one, at the car? No, they didn't come out. They didn't come out, and they didn't come look at it. Yeah. I actually had the picture. Uh-huh. And... 
they took a report, they took a statement, asked me how I found it, what happened when I found it, and then gave me suggestions in hopes that it couldn't happen again or to find somebody who might try and do something. Uh-huh. That was it. I never heard anything ever again. Thankfully, nothing ever happened ever again either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even really know what to say. Like, I mean, ultimately, mm-hmm. the most that's fucked up. And, it, and I'm sorry that these kinds of things happen because when you hear about those kinds of things happening, it's it's like, it's it's a weight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not like getting punched. It's a weight that kind of like weighs on you for a long time. And, you know, every once in a while, somebody will shout at me in the mm-hmm. street, like, you know, Dreddy, you know, that kind of shit. And it's like, in the moment, I'm like, ha ha ha, you dumb motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But later, I'm just like, little heavier mm-hmm. every time there's something happening and and not to say that it's the exact same thing but it's it's a weird it's weird shit to process it is and like and having the feeling that there's nothing you can do the feeling of being helpless is one of the worst feelings in the world yeah. it really is um would you go to the cops if it happened again CBC did ask me that, and in all truth, I don't know. I can't say yes. Yeah. I can't say no. It really is... I don't know. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say I don't know is because, aside from what's happened in Hamilton, I'm also taking into perspective what's happened in the States sure. since the civil rights movement, even in recent years, when yeah. you're turn it on and it's like another unarmed black man or black youth uh-huh. is killed by police another black trans woman murdered and nothing oh, is yeah. done about it so those things are in the back of my mind like if i go to you are you actually going to do something mm-hmm. and i've gone to the police with other incidences and or incidences or incidents whatever yeah. whichever and it was just shrugged off, mm-hmm. literally shrugged off. Yeah. And w- one of them tried to talk to me like I was stupid, which is something that will piss me off instantly. It makes you double down. Like, th- I could be in the best mood. The moment you start to talk to me and belittle me, and that, it makes me, like, snap on a dime. And I'm just sure. like, okay. But the problem that I think, that not even I think that I have, is... Mm-hmm. You hear people making comments like, fuck the police, take the law into your own hands, do what you need to do. Sure. And I always have to just sit back and be like, you're saying that from a privileged perspective. Because there are people Mm -hmm. who the system hits 10 times harder yeah, well, I mean, other so people. L- let's play that out, like, just a little scenario. Somebody puts a scratch on your car, and you get into words with them and punch them, then you're in jail for assault, you know? And they're Even though they vandalize somebody's property first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, when you're somebody who is constantly targeted by the system, your reactions are always looked at first, mm-hmm. rather than the action that initially started the problem. And that's where I always find myself at a roadblock when it's like, I guess I kind of have to go to the police because like, I do get it. The laws are there to protect people, but 
they shouldn't be there to protect certain people. Mm-hmm. And I go out and I do something and somebody does the exact same thing and they happen to be a cis white sure. male. Yeah. They're going to get a lot lesser of a sentence, if even convicted, mm-hmm. than I would get. Yeah. And this isn't me just being like, I'm assuming this is some little fairy tale I'm living in. I'm like, you see the statistics mm-hmm. all over the internet. You see them in news articles. You see how... Um, I remember even... I don't remember if it was this year or last year. You saw like a young white man raped multiple women and was barely given no he wasn't given jail time he was time only given um, like community service or yeah. probation but yet um, a black woman because I remember it was like a, a clipping and they showed the two together mm-hmm. and a black woman did something far less criminal like literally what would be in Canada like a slap on the wrist yeah. and she was given jail time well, for the years. one that I've seen recently is uh, the black woman who lied about the school district that mm-hmm. she lived in and I got like that's the, she the got one like I'm, five years of jail for trying of. to get her kid into mm-hmm. like a better school. But by, it's, it's like okay, you changed your mm-hmm. uh, your zip code or whatever, so your yeah. kid can go to a better school. That's oh, a oh crime. no, they're stealing an education. Like that's really mm-hmm. a crime versus somebody who raped somebody. Like uh-huh. it's like. How are you weighing those on the same scale? Yeah. What's well, so for me? I I have like just the slightest touch of experience with this. Like as of a year ago, mm-hmm. I was you know presenting cis male and, mm-hmm. and having rocking all the privilege and aware that it was going to go away soon. So I was using it all up, walking around at one a.m. like a fool. <clears throat> the biggest difference that I've noticed just in my day to day things, mm-hmm. if I get a little heated now. People are like, whoa, 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 you don't have to be so mad. Everything's cool. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I got a little heated before, people would be like, fuck yeah, we're with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like my anger, people's reactions to my anger is so amplified. Mm-hmm. Like they believe my anger is so much more powerful in mm-hmm. some kind of way. And it's like, I wonder if for like a black woman or a black trans woman, if she likes raised her voice slightly, if people wouldn't lose their minds. They do, because that's where that whole whole stereotype of the angry black woman comes from. Exactly. But then it's like, but look at how the media portrays black women Mm -hmm. and cast them in TV shows and all of these stereotypes. It's like, you want people to think otherwise, but you're feeding them the garbage and being like, they're going to. They're going to take it. Mm-hmm. And with you saying that, and it's like, that's exactly how I feel. Because there's been times in this city where I've spoken up on things. Yeah. Or called things out. And it's, you're so angry. Uh-huh. Why are you so angry? You don't have to think everybody's attacking you. Yeah. You don't have to attack other people. And I'm like, why is it when people who are marginalized speak up, mm-hmm. we're all of a sudden attacking people? Yeah. Why is it when we speak up, we're always angry? And it's like, no. Like in a functional sense, that's a threat to the status mm-hmm. quo, right? It is my best guess on it. And, and I don't know like how individuals' minds um, tr- endeavor to maintain the status quo, but like trying to reinforce people's positions mm-hmm. within our society, that's what it functionally does. And, and I don't... I don't know how to fix that other than through better representation, mm-hmm. like you're saying in TV and movies and stuff like that, is like being a little bit more careful mm-hmm. about representation and having it actually 
uh, considered. Like I saw a TV show that had a trans woman in it and they didn't even remark upon the fact that she's a trans woman. Mm-hmm. I was like, she's just there existing. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. But that's so rare, you know, and it's like you watch films and black representation is, you know, it's a fuck of a lot better than it used to be. But still, it would still be better. Not yeah, it's it's not anywhere close to good. Growing up in the '90s and early 2000s, it was like, well, black men were always portrayed as thugs, Mm -hmm. violent, hostile. Black women were always portrayed as loud, angry, ghetto Mm -hmm. type of things, and it's like that's what's so irritating. And I realized this as a a child, Mm -hmm. and then when you see characters. Like, someone like Storm appear in sure. the X-Men, and it was like, oh my goodness, black royalty, yeah. that exists. And it's representation without it being a big deal within there as exactly. well, which is so cool. And then you have, like, other shows that started appearing on TV slowly, where it was like, okay, you have a black family that's functioning. Mm-hmm. You're not playing into the stereotype of... A woman and her baby daddy drama type of thing and it sure. was like you started to see that slowly mm-hmm. but it wasn't at the same rate where you would turn on the tv and you see cis white people everywhere yeah having their families getting married doing all of these things that it's like there's still some people in the world who don't get to do those things mm-hmm. what's well, kind of interesting like there's there's almost like a flip because traditionally you know the sitcom the classic sitcom was like the good white people dealing with funny circumstances. Mm-hmm. And then, like, around the time of Roseanne, it started to be the the kind of fucked up white people in weird circumstances. Mm-hmm. And it, it flipped into more often you'd see, you know, black people portrayed without the, the, the ridiculous tokenism that mm-hmm. once existed. So I'm thankful for the, the small things, I guess. But it's, I feel like... I feel like that's something that most people don't understand. And and maybe, like, you know, I've got a, a film theory education, mm-hmm. so I, I like everything I see, I'm analyzing the representation mm-hmm. of it and what it really means and what it's really saying, because it's not seeing one person do one thing, you know? It's, it's seeing almost every time you see that type of person mm-hmm. that creates something in people's minds. And, yeah, it's dangerous stuff the way we engage with media and like i don't want to fall into this so you could create killers by watching the wrong movie or mm-hmm. playing the wrong video game shit but it does both positive and negative like inspiration mm-hmm. you know seeing what can be accomplished like uh you know seeing a black president mm-hmm. something like that that you know really means something to a community of people it's like i want to see a trans president <laughs> That would be incredible. Mm-hmm. It would be incredible and just for a trans person to have hold any sort form of office mm-hmm. and be like, well, I'm the leader now. Yeah. And I think there's like a couple of Congress black or uh, Congress women. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but it's very rare. It is very rare because it's almost like in every period of time, there's one group that's more oppressed Mm. than another or in a period of time there's a new target but the ones that were oppressed in the period before are still oppressed so like we're just going to add somebody else exactly it's like there's a declining tale Mm -hmm. of oppression where you know these are the people that are slightly less oppressed and you know 
and not that to compare anybody's struggles because it's all fucked up but it's kind of interesting like even five years ago i don't think people had the the language and understanding to really address non-binary people no and now that's a thing so mm -hmm. that's like you know the next thing after trans people is you know helping communities be able to engage and understand with non-binary people and it's i mean it's all awesome when people get their turn and their focus and mm -hmm. stuff like that but it's it's kind of you want to look at the thing that's like a couple things down the road from that and try to figure it out and be ahead of the game and start communicating that to see how you can enable and help people from mm -hmm. there, I guess. It's, you know, that's on my wish list anyway. It's, um, have you lived places other than Hamilton? No, no. just the, in the city mm -hmm. and then like Stony Creek. Okay. But there from birth and then moved to the city then now back in sunny creek mm -hmm. cool it's i lived in toronto for a while and for me toronto now is like a much more free place mm -hmm. like i just i walk around here sometimes and i'm just like worried there's just like a something might happen these people are looking at me funny mm -hmm. kind of vibe toronto nothing and it's funny that you say that because i've said that for years yeah and it's almost like people are looking at me as if I'm speaking a foreign language. I'm like, when something happens that's quote-unquote out of the norm mm -hmm. in Hamilton, everybody stops. They're staring. They're commenting. I'm like, but go to Toronto. And if you see somebody who is not dressed to quote-unquote the norm, yeah. nobody pays attention. Everybody has somewhere to be. People are minding their own business. Mm. So when I was younger and trying to figure myself out, Toronto was a much more welcoming and comforting environment for me than yeah. Hamilton was. So I'm like, this city, to me, is still so far behind socially. Uh -huh. Yeah. For such a large city, in comparison to cities around us, mm -hmm. cities a little bit further away, like, I don't, I'm not putting Toronto on a pedestal. I, cause I oh, really God, don't it's not think perfect. Toronto no, is it's just the like, greatest city. It's just a different vibe. But yeah. it's much further ahead yeah. than Hamilton is. And it's... So, for folks that are listening, mm -hmm. you're a gay man. Mm -hmm. um, when did you come out, or was that even a thing for you? We're just always... I started to notice my feelings were different mm -hmm. around, like, 14, going on 15. Yeah. Um, I think I told my younger brother and some of my friends around 15 and then I didn't actually tell my mother until I was about 18 years uh -huh. old that's pretty awesome actually like I'm sure there were different reactions mm -hmm. and stuff like that but good for you for having been able to do so so young it wasn't easy like Still isn't. Yeah. No, but like, you're going Catholic school, mm. Catholic high school, uh -huh. born and raised Catholic, Caribbean family. Yeah, it's like, uh huh. How do I approach? <laughs> That's like this? all the problems exactly. with coming out. It's exactly. like how do I approach this the best way? Mm -hmm. Because even then, I was still hearing horror stories about people getting kicked out, people sure. getting beaten by their parents yeah. because they're like, oh, we're gonna beat the gay out of you type of thing. So I was uh -huh. terrified. At that point, because I'm like, well, what do I do? Yeah. How do I do this? 
because I can't end up on the street. My father refers to me as a mistake. So uh, I'm just like, if something happens, I really don't have anywhere to go. Yeah. So it took a while because I, like, you know how you have some people who are just like, oh, well, my family knew I didn't have to say anything. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people had the, their assumptions because, like, growing up, it was always. You're a girl. You mm-hmm. should have been born a girl. Mm-hmm. You're born into the wrong body. Mm-hmm. Like, because from a young age, I was like, well, why not be good at everything? Mm-hmm. Both things that men and women do. Because my mother was a single mother for most of my life. So she had to do everything that both parents would yeah. do. So I looked at my mom as like, well, if she can do it, why can't I do it? Exactly. And when my mom was my biggest role model, I'm like, mm-hmm. What's wrong with doing both things? So that's, I think, what was, like, an inspiration behind it. Yeah. It obviously wasn't very well received because, like, when you're growing up and you're always told, like, even, and this is, it's one thing when you hear it on the street, it's one thing when you hear it at school, but when it comes from your family, Mm -hmm. it always hurts ten times more because they always say your your family's supposed to support you, blood is thicker than water, blah, blah, blah. And, like, growing up and you're always hearing... You're so ugly, but yet you're so pretty, but not mm-hmm. pretty in a good sense. Because people need to remember in the '90s and the two thousand, like the early two thousands, it was such a like definition, like a fine line. You're female, you're male. Pretty oh, yeah. for female, handsome for boys, and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. Yeah. There was there was no crossing over. Mm-hmm. So growing up, and you're constantly hearing things like you're so pretty, or you should have been born a boy. I mean, a girl. Mm-hmm. You're your mother's. You're truly your mother's daughter. Like things like that. Yeah. It made me second guess myself for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. To be like, okay, like. I'm and, always and it's hearing, all because you're just not following mm-hmm. into the. This is the damn way you have to damn be. Society's views of yeah. what is masculine, uh, feminine. Yeah, I took a lot of those beatings too. I know how it goes. It's, it's hard because it makes you not want to trust people. Mm-hmm. You know, or like for me, I was shut down for a really long time emotionally, like just because of how hard things were when I was a kid. I didn't trust people like just to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. to somebody like, you know, you're in love and you want to be held and understood Mm -hmm. by the person that you're with and and just not being able to step forward as your whole self Mm -hmm. with that person is, you know, that's very, very sad. And, you know, I look back and I'm like. I'm far from emotionally healthy right now, but I'm so much better than I once mm-hmm. was. You know, I was uh, in a bad state and it's, I hope that we're doing less of that to kids now. I hope so. Because like right now I am a huge advocate for changing the narrative yeah. from what I was used to as a kid. Uh-huh. But not so that it's almost like a, okay, where are you going with this? More like, stop forcing so much onto kids mm-hmm. and then being like, these are the molds that you have to fit in. And then when they start to realize that they're not fitting into these molds, they're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And I don't think people understand how much that can eat away at a developing mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like... 
or just like let your kid the push be a to kid. conform. Exactly. You know how how much does that? How much of your brain are you eating up mm-hmm. just to like be like? I gotta have the Air Jordans. I gotta walk a certain way. I gotta do this. I gotta. Do I have that. to like the la la la. What's expected <clears throat> of me because I'm a boy? Yeah. And it's like 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 even for me like growing up as a kid. I thought, oh my goodness, I want to play with a Barbie. But not because I wanted to play with the Barbie because I was like, oh, she's pretty. I wanted the Barbie to go with my male action figures because I'm always looking around and be like, oh, well, men and women are supposed to go together. Mm -hmm. So I have all these, like, these guy toys, but they have no girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So I need a girlfriend for them. But I never thought anything of it. But, like, it was so wrong Uh for a boy to play with a Barbie. And I'm like, I'm not playing with the Barbie because I just want a barbie and it's thinking, Shira, mom like i'm thinking he needs a girlfriend yeah because at that young mm-hmm. i didn't know anything about homosexuality i sure. wasn't like oh i'm gonna make my toys hump each other no yeah. it was just like i have my little lego people he has his girlfriend he has his his wife his mom his kids mm-hmm. and it's like i'm seeing all of these things that are forced on you yeah. and in tv shows and in books at school of the happy family is a man and a woman and their mm-hmm. kids and like I said, being in a Catholic school, that's heavily pushed on you. For sure. So, I'm, so in your school, um, was there anybody out before you? In high school? Yeah. Because in my high school, there was like one guy that was out and he had a hard time of it. I am not really sure. Like I'm thinking there might have been like before I got there uh-huh. or... There could have been... No, actually, there was. There was a few. There was... Now that I think of it, there was a few. But they were older. Yeah. So I don't really know mm-hmm. what their struggle was like. Yeah, yeah. But going into high school... But at least there was nine, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm, but yeah. it wasn't anything where like everybody was embracing each other. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's... I, you know, it's, I, I can't go into high school and analyze mm-hmm. what they're doing now, but... I feel like it's more like way more okay to be out and that there's lots of Mm -hmm. kids now and that leaves me really happy. And I like, and I guess these things move like slow, Mm -hmm. so, so slow. And and you want them to be like immediate so that other people don't have to suffer. But, um, I, I know that you've been paying attention. I, I see your posts. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. I know you've been paying attention to um, what's been going on in Hamilton mm-hmm. and how things have been going down as far as like, you know, the yellow vests and hate groups mm-hmm. and stuff like that. <clears throat> Does Hamilton feel different because of this stuff? Or is it just like, oh, now that's on the surface? Doesn't feel any different to me, yeah. in all honesty, because I was like, I've been saying this for years. I've been telling people, I'm like, this city, there's racism in this city, there's prejudice in this city. Mm-hmm. And it was always just like, okay, whatever, girl, please. You're just being angry. You're you're just thinking everybody's out to get you. And I'm like, really? Yeah. So when I saw what happened at Pride, like, because I, I got there right as it ended, so mm-hmm. I didn't actually see it. I wasn't... Upset mm-hmm. when I see the people that got hurt, I feel bad for them. I yeah. really do because nobody should be subjected to something like that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it happened, I was literally just like, I told you so. Yeah. 
this was coming. I mean, so for me, I'm like, what I'm processing is like, if these kinds of things just happen and nobody really Mm -hmm. gets punished for them and the LMS can be out there doing their thing, that gives other people permission. And like the more permission that's given to that kind of stuff and the more of it that keeps happening, Mm -hmm. somebody's going to take that and really run with it and do something really fucked up. And that's what I'm worried about. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be like, somebody's going to bring a gun and kill Mm -hmm. everybody. But it could be that. I don't know that it's not going to be that. You know, there's there's something that's being given permission in somebody's mind right now because of all of these other things. And I'm not saying that you've got to squash this and stomp it Mm -hmm. or whatever, just the lack of reaction, the lack of dealing with it. The people who should be dealing with it aren't doing it uh-huh. efficiently effectively and it's just like hello uh-huh. because had this been an event where it was like rib fest mm-hmm. you would see how the reaction to it would be 10 times yeah better per yeah, se exactly. than what we're getting and it's like why mm-hmm. like that's been one of my biggest issues with police because it's like if your mandate is to serve and protect, why are you able to choose who you want to serve and protect? Yeah. And it's... It's clear that that's not new. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the current police chief mm-hmm. doesn't hide it as well as the former police chief. Mm. Or is just like, I don't know, maybe he's dumber. You know? I don't know. I've never spoken with him. I've never spoken to him. I would love to sit in front of him and actually pick his brain. Yeah. Because I think you can always get a better sense of a person when Mm -hmm. they're sitting in front of you or standing in front of you versus what you read Mm -hmm. and what other people say. So I sent him an email this morning Mm -hmm. asking him if he'd do this sometime soon. Because I'm literally very curious. Yeah. And... I've spoken to the mayor mm-hmm. and I've said what I needed to say to him and called him on things. Sure. But it's like from then to now, it's almost like you just put dot, dot, dot. Cause that's all you can really say. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, like this is still hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. It hasn't gotten better. It hasn't really changed. Exactly. So what are you doing? Well, it's, I, I sometimes feel like, it's like he's not even there. Mm-hmm. There's like, it's like he's gapped out mm-hmm. for long periods of time and, and just says the thing that he thinks he's supposed to say. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. It's, uh, you know, he, one moment he looks like he's the guy that'll probably do the right thing mm-hmm. and everybody believes in him. And then you're just like, oh, do you not care? Or were you not, were you lying before? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> I've said to people, I'm like, he is a cis white older man. Mm-hmm. So he's of a different generation. Sure. A different mindset. Mm-hmm. But he is in public office. Yeah. So I do get that he will not experience many of the things people in this community experience. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that he can't learn. Sure. And right now, what, not even right now, what I have seen are dozens and dozens of people chastise him yeah. but 
every time he tries to do something, they ridicule him even further. Mm. And I'm looking at it like, if this was you, how would you feel? How would, like, think about this. When people have a child and your child does something wrong, do you punish the child or do you punish them but also explain to them how to do it right? Because if you just keep telling them they're doing it wrong and when they try to do it right by their own accord, they're still wrong. How are they supposed to learn? Nobody has been like, this is what he should be doing. This is how we can help him to do it. It's just, Mm -hmm. he should have all the answers. And it's like, he's trying to help a community of people where his experiences and theirs are very different. So that's all I can say about him because I'm not going to sit here and be like, I hate him. He's this. No, I don't know him. He hasn't done anything directly towards me. Yeah. But at the same time, he does need to do more. And if he's going to say so, follow it up. Because you can look at any politician. It doesn't matter how many good things you do in your term. Mm -hmm. When you do the crappy things, that's what everyone remembers. When you don't complete your task, Mm -hmm. that's what everyone remembers. And it completely erases all the good you've done. And I'm not sure if he quite realizes that. I'm not sure well, if the thing I keep coming back to is like I don't know if he gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. Is is like she's not an idiot. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly I, I've heard him speak eloquently on fairly, fairly often about things that he should be getting. And this, I just there's certain things that just make leave me like, oh, he doesn't care. This isn't like this isn't the base of mm-hmm. who is voting for him. So whatever. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not lost on that. Just left wondering why he would make an effort, you know? Because there's the the city did a good thing a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. They decided that they would train all city employees about mm-hmm. the trans. And I've heard he hasn't done it. Still hasn't done it. And and now we're like a couple months after it publicly he publicly said mm-hmm. no I've not done this yet so like what are you waiting for why it's literally a couple hours of your life just do the thing and that's, and have a greater understanding that's my issue yeah. that's my and issue and I'm not saying him. do the thing and tell everybody mm-hmm. that you did it like hey I'm over here learning about you people mm-hmm. <laughs> but um I I just want him to have the better understanding like. One of the things that I've noticed is that there's a lot of people that have never realized that they know a trans person mm-hmm. or had like that experience, right? So they're like, their brain is empty mm-hmm. of experience with us. And, and I think his brain is empty of experience with trans people and with, and probably with gay people as well. So that's, that's, and that's why I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt to make he has to learn. Mm-hmm. But my patience is running very thin. Oh, hell. Because yeah. it's like, in the time you take to learn, we're continuing to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. So, get with it. Like, mm-hmm. you look at other cities, other mayors that are so heavily involved in their communities, in all aspects of the communities, and yeah. it's just like, hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? Hello? Where are you? Like, Absolutely. I don't see you. Well, it's, I mean, I don't think of uh, John Tory, the mayor of mm-hmm. Toronto, as being, like, 
an exceedingly progressive mayor. Mm-hmm. But when they were having the, um, the the Christians are coming to the village thing a couple of weeks ago, um, he was there at the protest mm-hmm. and made a big thing of it. And the protest itself was actually run by the city council mm-hmm. for the, you know, that's doing it. That's getting involved. In I, I'm not sure if you're aware, but he goes to like those um, drag queen like bookshop reading oh, awesome. things. Yeah, and he's had lap dances from drag queens. Sure. So, in if you were to compare them, he is like leaps, bounds, kilometers, mm-hmm. light years away. Yeah. To where Fred is standing right now, uh-huh. and it's like. Hello? And I, I don't know if it's just like uh, you almost want to take Fred out drinking and be like, all right, we're going to get wild for a couple nights here. It's, Learn about my people. Like, it's mind boggling. And <clears throat> it's even more annoying when you have people constantly inciting this anger and just being like, yeah. be angry at him, mm-hmm. ridicule him and all these types of things. It's like, And is that supposed to get us somewhere? Because I don't really think it's helpful. What's... Well, so I, I get that, mm-hmm. but I also like, for me, I want people to know that there's a failure going on. There's- and, and it's like, so I keep pointing at that and I don't think I'm being uncharitable mm-hmm. to him at any point, but I keep pointing at him and saying, you're not doing the thing. You're not doing the thing. You're not doing the thing. And so the people get it. And, and that's, it. At this point, it wouldn't even be constructive criticism. It's just like, you aren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're not doing what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And I get that. I do. But there's a way to do that without constantly saying that he's a piece of this. He's F this. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that's not going to help the situation at this point. And you see all these news headlines. And it's like we're still being painted as the villains in all of this at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And I'm like, when you're going on social media and now posting all of these things, I'm like, that's not helping us yeah. at all. Because people who could have been supporters and allies are now just like, I don't want to be attached to this drama. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's clicking in anybody's head. Where yeah. it's like, yes, there's a time to be angry. There's a time to be hurt. Mm-hmm. But there's a time to be like, we need a solution. And at this point, it's like, is anybody going to think of a solution? Or are they just going to hold on to this anger and this mm-hmm. resentment and this constant, oh, we need to argue and we need to fight and we need to go into these places and scream at the top of our lungs and swear. And I'm like, that's yeah. not going to help us. Mm-hmm. Because people, like, everyone should just step out of their mind for a second and think about, well, I don't even know if this is possible for some people to even think about, but now... Think about when a black person, any person of color, walks into a room where it's all white people mm-hmm. and expresses themselves or says what's going on. Why are you so mad? Exactly. <laughs> so now does anyone think when now the LGBT commu- plus sure. community walks into a room and does that thing sure. that they're not like, why are you so angry? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're attacking us. Then yeah. it's like, hello. Think of outside of the box for one moment. Uh-huh. There has to be a better tactic to getting a solution. Yeah. And fighting the fire with the fire clearly hasn't shown us that that's going to work. Mm-hmm. So instead of fighting the fire with water, that makes steam, use dirt and snuff it out. True enough. Now I'm thinking about dirty things to say about the mayor. <laughs> uh, um, it's exhausting. 
this stuff. And and it's like I thought when you know, a couple of things happened a couple of weeks after mm-hmm. Pride and a couple of things happened the month after that. I was like, oh, finally, this shit's over mm-hmm. and we can get back to things being normal. And no, it just keeps going on and on and on and on. And I guess there's not really an end to this. <laughs> you know, now, now that people are looking at it as a problem, it's going to be a thing that's going to be in the media for a long ass time and, and i guess that's a good thing because and that's exactly where i said if the mayor continues this is his legacy yeah it doesn't matter if he's done anything uh-huh. because this has now made international headlines because mm-hmm. people i know overseas have been like what is going on in your city yeah and it's like how did you hear about this because it's on the news websites then one person posts it and shares it and shares it and shares it and it gets all over the world mm-hmm. and People I know in this country, from coast to coast to coast, when I was in Montreal recently, were like, bitch, what's wrong with your city? And I'm yeah. like, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. You don't have to... And that's from people in Montreal, so you know it's fucked up. But it's not even... like <clears throat> People from the East Coast mm-hmm. when were there. People from the West Coast. People from the Prairies were like, what's wrong with your city? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to say because I've been saying that shit like this has been happening for years. Mm-hmm. But now that it's been thrown into the limelight, it's like, <gasps> and I'm like, like I said, I'm just sitting back like, I told you so, mm-hmm. because that's all I can really say at this point. And I'm just sure. like, so you know what's happened. You've seen it happened. You've experienced it. How do we move past it? Yeah. That, that's where I am in my life. It's like, how do we move past this? Mm-hmm. Because this is not anything new to me. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to see it anymore. I just want things to change because i'm like this cannot be the way to live for Uh any of us when you have certain people in the community that can go and take off their pride paraphernalia and go home and go back to their regular lives and then you have some of us who live in this community where Mm -hmm. our identities our skin color our targets and we don't have anything that we can take off Mm -hmm. because we're vulnerable regardless Mm -hmm. and it's like okay so you can pass for straight but you throw on a rainbow flag and then everyone knows you're gay. Yeah. Once you take it off, you're back to straight passing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, fine for people that are in those positions. And I'm not bashing them, but yeah, I'm just saying but... there are people mm-hmm. in this community that I'm like, are you guys realizing that when you start putting people to these letters, yeah. so all actually, of our experiences start a, changing? Here's a question. Have you, do you still conform in some ways? To not be, you know, extra flamboyant nope. and out there, or you're just doing it. I just tell people your- I'm me, fucking good. And I've met guys, and they're like, "Oh, I'm mask for mask." I'm like, right away, I'm just like, I'm not even entertaining this any further. I don't yeah. have time for this because I'm like, bitch. I'm, I can guarantee you, the moment you saw my my wheel, my wigs, or my heels, you'd want to try them on and parade <laughs> around the place. So don't. But I at a point in my life where I'm just like, I don't feel the need to run around. And scream at the top of my lungs and wear pride flags and do all of these things. I'm just like, I'm me. Yeah. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable with who I am. Yeah. We all have our own internal issues that we deal with. Mm-hmm. But to go be like, I need to pretend that I'm straight. I'm, I, I don't have the patience mm-hmm. for that. Because I'll start laughing, for yeah. one. And when 
if a straight guy starts to try and tell me, oh, oh like that, I'm like, okay, you know what, bitch, I don't have time for this, and I'm just gonna lay out the tea right there and then, mm-hmm. because I have some of my friends who they think they're top notch, yeah. and I'm like, okay, well, your girl told me that you ain't putting it down that grade, so. Huh? That's why I could never sit there and be like, okay, let me pretend to be straight and laugh and kiki with these straight people. And they're talking about their girlfriends and all of these things that I really don't care about. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, no, I can't do it. Like, I really don't have time to... Being myself Mm -hmm. is hard enough. I don't have time to pretend to be someone else. Exactly. I cross-dressed a couple weeks ago to go for a walk. Mm -hmm. At like, I was like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, I just need to get out of my apartment. So I like pulled my hair back and you know put on something kind of loose and mm-hmm. just took took all the makeup off and i just went out and i was like this feels so weird and i ended up at the convenience store and i was like the convenience store people are looking at me like i'm a weirdo mm-hmm. because they're so accustomed to me being the way that i am mm-hmm. you know and then all of a sudden who the fuck is this mm-hmm. yeah, i'm giving them strange ideas about me but i was like i'm not gonna do that again i'm just gonna go out as me if i need to go for a walk in the middle of the night and fuck it it's not worth it. <clears throat> um, one of the things that, like, in response to the idea that people know now, I think that there's some people around us that know. And I think, you know, you taking part in that CBC story, thank mm-hmm. you for that, by the way, um, helps a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. I think most people have no clue still. And you know what's funny? That's That's what... I was like, speaking I want to, to someone blast it out there to people and not too long ago and yeah. they honestly had no idea. Uh-huh. And for a moment it took me back and I was like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Like that's all I could think. And I was like, I can't even get angry because you I have to realize there are people who when you don't experience something, mm-hmm. you can become completely oblivious to its existence. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, let me give you a quick crash course 101 and tell you what's really good. Mm-hmm. Tell you what some of us experience. Tell you what some of the people I know experience. Yeah. And I'm going to shake your world up a little bit because it needs to be. Because mm-hmm. you can't be going out into the world and being all like, oh, it's all rainbows and sunshine and huh? unicorns and just laughing. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> sis. It doesn't work that way mm-hmm. for some of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about like um, the BIPOC community. I'm talking about the trans community. I'm talking mm-hmm. about non-binary people i'm like all of this exists yeah all of our experiences are no more important or less than yours Mm -hmm. they're just different sure and i get that differences scare people change scares people Mm -hmm. but people need to realize at the end of the day we're all still people we're all still humans we all still have feelings we all everybody's life is fucking we all still need to live it's just while some of you guys aren't told by the laws and religious institutions mm. how to live mm-hmm. and what is okay and what isn't, yeah. some of us are. Uh-huh. And it isn't fun. It is quite annoying. It's not fun when you can lose your job because of your skin color or mm-hmm. your gender identity mm-hmm. or something so trivial where it's like you can walk in and get a job and no one has to wonder or question what the gender says on a certificate mm-hmm. that you have or make a 
make an assumption because you have a certain skin color or religion. So I was like, those are experiences that people are still oblivious to. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you need to understand that this does happen. This sanctuary that you guys are calling Canada is not a sanctuary at all. Mm -hmm. And And it's worse for others than it is for some. Especially ones that go missing and get killed, and they're just like, oh, well, sure. they're missing, they're killed, or what, whatever. <clears throat> the ones, like I said, mm-hmm. who lose their jobs, or get denied access to health care, or housing, or basic human rights, yeah. while others are just like, oh, well, I can, you know, walk with my blinders on, and mm. I don't see it. Because I do get that right now, I feel like the pressure is increasing on cis white people to be like you need to be aware mm-hmm. and it angers me sometimes when people forget that forget their approach when they're going at like white trans people and sure. being like well you're privileged i'm like hang on mm-hmm. they may have the privilege of the skin sure. but the system mm-hmm. is gonna go at them for their gender identity yeah. you have to look at it at that and I'm like you think that's fun for them mm. when it's like you, you want to go to a, just a freaking bathroom and somebody has to make a fuss about a bathroom sure what's well, I mean it's it's that it's that uh, privilege Olympics thing mm-hmm. or the oppression Olympics thing and it's it's you can't compare because even you know even blonde white trans women mm-hmm. of the exact same age as I am will have different experiences in life and different ways of looking at things exactly. because of their you know so it's a lot of it is like the things that we end up internalizing mm-hmm. and what we're carrying forward from the damage that the world's caused on us and it's like you know for me washrooms are a fucking nightmare i can't do it you know public washrooms i'm like i just imagine walking in there and there's some woman with her daughter and she freaks out mm-hmm. and I'm like running away crying see and that hurts my heart to know that things like that exists be- and it's uh, it but comes- also it's just a pee you know i can hold mm. it and go home and and i'm living my life and and not to say that that shouldn't be different mm-hmm. but it's i don't let that um affect me mm-hmm. emotionally whereas i know other people that feel very impacted mm-hmm. by it um and i know other trans women that just like do 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 whatever don't care you know and if somebody fucks with me i'll fuck with them mm-hmm. that kind of attitude and it's and it's, I, I think it's like, um, it, it's like, oh God, I hate to say this. It's like if someone is abused in a certain way mm-hmm. and some people that are, some people will react to it and it'll completely destroy their life mm-hmm. and they'll never be able to be well again. And other people are just like, steal and mm-hmm. carry on. It's all of our brains and experiences add up to so many different things that it gets so complex Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, so, and that's why I think like when comparing oppressions for people, which is a really weird thing to to have to do. I don't agree with that. Sorry? I don't agree with people being like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, all your oppression, all all what you face is the same. I'm like, no, life is different for every single person. Exactly. And it's... Like, I know, I know a black trans woman who is just like, actually, no, she's an Indian trans woman, mm-hmm. but she is just rocking it. Mm-hmm. And in every way, 
and always has been and never seems to let anything phase her. And I can think of two Pakistani trans women mm-hmm. as well who like, you know, very much um, transitioned like 20 years ago mm-hmm. and are glorious examples of wonder to me. And they seem to do really, really well. And then other folks I see get really hurt really easily. And I'm like, I don't understand where the differences mm-hmm. are, but <clears throat> I don't even know what road I'm walking down with this. Oh, just the comparison thing. I think it's, you know, it's all individual stuff. Everyone people. handles things differently. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, and I wish that, uh, I wish that there was some kind of way of, of helping people who were more damaged mm-hmm. by those things. Um, and, and, I, and I can't think of necessarily anything other than get rid of all of this garbage. That's the, probably the most practical situation, yeah. it's like solution, but it's hard to condition somebody to have a thick skin. Mm-hmm. It's either you get one, yeah. you develop one, or you don't. Well, and it's like the flip side of it is, is you wonder like if people aren't reacting and they have a thick skin, well, what else, what are the joys in life? Are they missing out on mm-hmm. because they've got a thick skin as well? Yeah, because sometimes know. a thick skin can make you a bit numb exactly. to other aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And I can speak to that firsthand, it's like from the different experiences I have a lot of them being bad, it's kind of giving me like a hardened shell and yeah. like a, a guard. Mm-hmm. That's more like a barrier at this point. And I'm sure there are some times where I'm just like, I wish I could just, you know, laugh and enjoy things more. and experience. But it's like that guard is there for a reason mm-hmm. because being vulnerable is not something that I'm okay with. Yeah. Like I said, based on past experiences. So... Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are people who can relate to that and they're just like a guard is up for the sake of being up and it's like well if you feel the need to try to get past the guard then clearly you're somebody worth my time because that's literally how I look at people Mm -hmm. at this point it's like if you're instantly dismayed because I'm protecting myself then you're not somebody I need to have in my life Mm -hmm. fair enough well I mean that some of this stuff just feels like that's just what it is to grow up and mm-hmm. grow wiser as we get older too is like being careful with yourself mm-hmm. you know so I'm, I'm glad that you are um i think we're probably close to wrapped up mm-hmm. but like <clears throat> one of the things that i keep coming back to in this whole thing is like wondering about the function of community mm-hmm. and and I'm not going to say that, like, I want to save the bad people, mm-hmm. you know, in that in that savior kind of way. But the idea of not making more bad people, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I think some of it comes from the way our society functions is, you know, that there are people that end up lost mm-hmm. and they don't know what the answer is and they grab onto some bad answers and end up in really shitty places shittier for the people around them mm-hmm. than for them but and it's i wonder if you have any insight into you know how to be good to the people around you as much as possible something that i like learned that's basically self-taught and 
I experience it a lot in this city. Mm-hmm. People are overly sensitive in this city and on a large scale. And some people don't know how to handle their emotions. And some people's fight or flight responses Mm -hmm. are not quite functional. So when somebody's angry, they don't know how to deal with it, so they lash out. Mm -hmm. When somebody's hurt, they lash out. And it's almost like society is just being like, just keep going, going, going. So when you get a wound, you don't have time to heal. Mm-hmm. And it always stays as a wound. And then people end up bleeding on everybody else that tries to come around them. Sure. And nobody takes the time, or not, yeah. I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of people don't take the time that when they interact with someone like this mm-hmm. to try to look past it. They just look at, oh my gosh, she's angry, she's sad, she's hostile, I'm, I have to go. Yeah. Or they see that and they want to fight fire with fire. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they fight fire with fire, they make false assumptions about somebody based off of an interaction. Yeah. And... Instead of stopping for a moment and thinking, what if I was in their shoes? Mm-hmm. Would I want somebody to come to my aid? Would I want somebody to hear what I have to say? Yeah. Would I want somebody to just see me through the pain, through the hurt, through the anger, the sadness, whichever it is? Mm-hmm. It's become such a thing where people are losing their humanity. People are losing their compassion. Yeah. And... They often don't even show sympathy. It's just like, she's angry, I don't want to deal with her. And then, when they do that, then they go and tell all these other people about that interaction. Mm -hmm. And then people start to develop false pretenses on who someone is based off of how they were in a single moment. And it continues this division Mm -hmm. that has been placed upon us and instead of people are like, you know what, let's bridge the gap. Yeah. They're like, let's drive it further apart. And in driving it further apart, some people end up falling into this crack. Mm-hmm. The youth, the BIPOC community, the trans community, the older generations. And it's just like, well, I don't want to deal with this. You don't matter. Yeah. And then their voices almost feel like they're being muted. And then you get groups where start they start to want to resist because they're like, why am I not being taken seriously? Why am I not being heard? Why don't I feel like I matter in this community? And this gay community, I'm not just talking about Hamilton, I'm talking about on like a large scale, mm-hmm. is so stuck on superficial things. The way somebody looks, the way somebody acts, the way somebody portrays themselves. Mm-hmm. And... Nobody wants to just look at a person. It's like everybody has to be categorized. And in categorizing all these people, again, people fall into the cracks. Because it's like, if I don't Mm -hmm. fall into a category, where am I? And you just have a bunch of 
sad people who become depressed and then sometimes sadly they end up abusing drugs or allowing their bodies to be abused and get sick some die some commit suicide and it's like take a moment and step back and just put yourself in somebody else's shoes even for a moment Mm -hmm. and just wonder like if that was me how would i want to be treated how would i want to be perceived instead of telling somebody this is what's wrong with you and this is what you should you need to change about yourself just accept people for who they are Mm. understand that there are people who lived lives that are different than yours who have experiences that are different than yours have their own struggles and just want to connect to other people sometimes but just don't know how sure and and i think it took me forever in life to realize that most of the people that i thought of as assholes were actually just really hurt Mm -hmm. you know and and behaving in ways because of the damage to them and it's like you know i want to have compassion for all people all the time Mm -hmm. and everything that's not possible but like looking at somebody and seeing that they're a product of their damage just as much as I'm a product of my damage and trying to negotiate ways in which we can be kind to each other is, you know, it's a pretty powerful thing. And like at this point in my life, I'm like, I know I've dealt with things that other people haven't dealt with or some have, Mm -hmm. but being angry about it isn't going to get me anywhere. Sure. I need to find not necessarily solutions to these problems because some of them are in the past. Mm-hmm. the past is the past but what i'm in now it's like okay how do i deal with this now because this cannot be my future yeah. and when i see peers people in the community i'm just like is there something that i can do so that people don't experience what i experienced because i know how it traumatized me and not mm-hmm. everybody can be as resilient as i've been yeah. some people will fall some people will break and I just don't want to see that happen. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm always like, what can I do to inspire somebody, to push somebody to be the best version of themselves? Mm-hmm. Granted, it's always, it is tiring to always see somebody's potential when they don't see it themselves. And the most you can really do is just encourage somebody mm-hmm. to see something. You cannot force somebody to run when they can barely walk Uh so it's patience patience is one of the biggest things that i don't think many people have anymore and i think that is one of the starting points that people need to assist others and assist those of a different generation who are either ahead of them or trying to get to that level like the younger generations the older generations who've lived through things that we haven't lived through Mm -hmm. and it's like okay well instead of just being like okay well you're done we don't want to hear listen to what they have to say get a perspective from what they experienced now you have these young younger generations and it's like okay instead of forgetting that they're there let them know that this is history. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening for some of us outside of your age group. Yeah. When you get to this age, who knows? Maybe it will be better. Maybe it will be the same. 
sadly, it could be worse. Mm -hmm. But instead of just being like, you know what? Let me focus on me and do me and only me and and pay attention to me and my wants and my needs. Where does that get anybody? Mm -hmm. Because if you have a thousand people doing that or a few people who are running an organization or a a government or something it's not going to get anywhere for those who are looking up to those people who are being like I need you to give me answers I need you to Mm -hmm. give me guidance and show me the way but those people are just like no my tunnel mind only allows me to see myself and not realize that the moment I look and take the blinders off I can see so much more Mm -hmm. and so much more that will allow me to connect to people like that's ultimately where I am and what I've observed and my suggestion I guess is really be patient think about other people Uh but still take care of yourself and understand that everybody goes through something different. Some people might be cold or angry because a wall is there to protect themselves from being hurt further than they've already been. Mm -hmm. It's... Well, that's that's the one thing that I I often neglect to realize in other people is like, I'm hitting the wall that exists because it needs to exist, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm wanting to know someone. And it's just like a reminder to myself, no, no, they're being careful with themselves on purpose and it's nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Don't be offended by this shit. They're just being careful. And see, that's the hard thing because when you meet those people who have that guard, a lot of people instantly get on the defensive and are just like, this person is this way or this person said this. And it's like, are you realizing that sometimes it's hard to go through something and go through it repeatedly. Mm-hmm. That makes it even worse. And when something might be a trigger to rem- to remind you of one incident or multiple instances, you need to be able to just be like, okay, there's a wall. If there's a door, let me find the door and open it a little bit slower. Yeah. Not just, okay, there's a wall there. I'm going to throw my hands up in the air and walk away. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I see a lot of people do is nobody wants to give other people a chance. It's just like, well, I'm offended because you're, you said whatever, or you feel a certain type of way. So that's it. I'm done with you. Mm -hmm. And that I see a lot of in this city. Like I've had to do that at certain points. Like when I was, I was such a runner mm -hmm. when I first started transitioning, like, and Oh, but a whole year has gone by. I'm so much better now. But, for a little bit there, I was like, no, I can't deal with anybody that's giving me anything at mm-hmm. all that isn't exactly what I want it to be. And I just turfed a whole bunch of people out mm-hmm. of my life. And I don't regret that, but I'm also like, I couldn't go on that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I, don't, it's, I have to be understanding that some people are going to be stupid sometimes, basically. Everybody has to learn. Yeah, and exactly. You can't. And that there was a while where I just could not deal with it, but, you know, I'm much better now. There are times where you just, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. And sometimes it's better to literally walk away. Mm-hmm. But that's normally something that happens after you've tried. 
Mm-hmm. Some people just won't try. Yeah. Like I said, they won't give people a chance. Uh-huh. Or the quote-unquote chance that they give them isn't really a chance. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm going to expect you to get to a place where I want you to be. Yeah. And if you don't get there, then it's like, is it again comes back to the selfishness mm-hmm. and the lack of compassion, the lack of patience, where it's just like, you're supposed to be from there to here by now and you're not here yeah. or I'm supposed to be f- from here to there by now and I'm not there because of you mm-hmm. so I don't want anything to do with you and those are the people that end up falling into the cracks mm-hmm. and sometimes you never see them ever again which is really really sad true enough thank you for coming on the show mm-hmm. and thank you for you know offering some insight into humanity that's things that i wouldn't necessarily think of it's very much appreciated no it's, problem and and i mean i don't know that things are necessarily gonna get better mm-hmm. but i i see you and what you're doing especially in your posts online and stuff like that the way you interact with you don't take any shit and i love you for that so thank you it's awesome it's not always easy yeah i got puts, i got a handful of tell it like it is mm-hmm. friends and you're one of them i'm just it is it places a target on my back sure. that sometimes i wish wasn't there uh-huh. and other times it's just like i've been taken advantage of too much yeah. too many times in my life mm-hmm. and i'm only 29 years old and like I said, I've known more pain and suffering than I've known bliss. Yeah. And sometimes I have heard people be like, you're bitter, you're cold, you're a bitch, you're always angry. And I'm like, no, I'm really not always angry. Because mm-hmm. if I'm angry, you will know when I'm angry. Yeah. Believe me. I am more so just annoyed uh-huh. and trying to deal with day-to-day things mm-hmm. of my own personal struggles Mm -hmm. but also the fact that i have to live a life where my skin can make me a target and my sexuality can make me a target and somebody can come at me for either one Mm -hmm. or they can come at me for both so a guard has to be up at all times because i never know Mm -hmm. when i could be in jeopardy for whatever reason sure and it's not a good feeling. No. And anybody who is marginalized can tell you it's not a good feeling when you feel like you have to keep yourself protected because at the end of the day, nobody's going to be able to protect you like you can yourself. Yeah. Nobody knows you like you know yourself. Mm-hmm. And you have your friends and people that will be like, I have your back. But when push comes to shove, do they really? Or are you going to be devastated that you trusted somebody who wasn't there for you or did something to damage you and because you let your guard down mm-hmm. you never saw it coming yeah. so that's <clears throat> how i have to live mm-hmm. it's not fun and people think that you're you know rough and mean but actually you're a big sweetheart and i'm Andre, thank you and i'm and extremely consciously yeah. aware of my surroundings because uh-huh. many times people are like you're too quiet and I don't like the fact of what I'm like, I'm observing. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching how other people in the room are interacting. Yeah. I'm looking at, is that somebody, somebody, 
is that somebody that I want to talk to mm-hmm. or is that somebody I need to keep away from me? Sure and it's gotten me this far uh-huh. and I'm looking at ways to not necessarily knock down the walls, but get to a point where I'll put more doors in the wall for people to get through it. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I know I'm guarded. Yeah. And people make false assumptions of me all the time. Mm-hmm. I have received it from strangers. I've received it from people who claim to be friends, people I've worked with. And I'm like, clearly you haven't listened to anything I've said or really taking the chance to get to know who I am. Yeah. You're just looking at that one off day where I might have been upset about something. Or I said to you that you did something that I did not like. Mm -hmm. And because I said something, you got upset where it's almost like you're supposed to keep quiet. You're supposed to allow me to do these things to you. And you're not supposed to say anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm not that type of person. Because now if I'm doing something to you, I would hope that you would say something to me so I could be like, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. I apologize. Mm -hmm. Versus you doing something behind my back telling 20,000 people and it comes back to me through a game of telephone and the story that I know is very different than what I'm being told and now I'm like okay well now I'm angry at you because (laughs) you went and quote unquote said all of these things but you didn't say them it's just when you put it through so many ears it comes out of a mouth different every time Uh and instead of interacting (laughs) one-on-one with the person i'm like you know what this is the issue exactly. let's oh, you, move you past believe it the things i hear about myself every once in a while i'm like that's crazy i'm not married <laughs> i hear that. nonsense from time to time and i'm just like you know what you don't pay my bills huh? you don't pay me so my your opinion of me really doesn't matter I'm going to start paying your bills just so I can talk shit to you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming on. Not a problem. Oh.